This is the first solo episode of Cancel Me Baby in a hot minute, which is funny because that is what most of y'all's sex sessions are about to look like. The irony, solo, solo dolo, right? Now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Look, this is not a fun time for me. Like I am actually sweating. I'm a little nervous to do this episode, no joke. And I'm just gonna say, out of the gate, it's not going to be perfect, but I have to, I feel speak about this because as somebody who looks at culture as a whole, I've talked about these themes before it's all anyone can think about, or, you know, is talking about, so it's necessary, but trust me, we are not having fun. Like, are you? We are not having a fun time. Like at this point, I would literally rather sit and watch five perhaps six if we're pushing it hours of the Oscars. Okay. Like this is not a joyful experience, but like I said, um, I find it really necessary. And I feel like I'm going to speak to things today that a lot of you guys are thinking and feeling, but aren't seeing a loss as per usual anywhere else. So we're going to dive into this today. Okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview. I'm going to talk about some of the hypocrisies on both sides when it comes to this debate that really just get under my skin. And to be honest with you, neither side likes to hear, but too goddamn bad, bitch. Like flip the channel and have at it. Like go watch baby shark and numb your brain for all I care. Honestly, I will probably do that after this. Okay. Speaking of if this episode on the whole seems, I'm just giving a stab at it, right? If it seems a little disjointed, if I leave points out, you know, I am not, that's another thing I want to say. Like I am by no means a political expert. We are not going to be getting into the weeds of the legislature and the Supreme court and passing bills and law. Like we're not going to go there, but with that said, like we are going to take a dive. And then lastly, so like I said, an overview, we're going to talk about kind of like the culture clash, right? The Dave Portnoy's, the Candace Owens, where they are, um, the hypocrisies of both sides. And last but not least, my forte, um, Hollywood, where they stand, what's happening in that, like, listen, okay. If you had any doubt about cancel me baby talking about this, E! News Nightly Pop has talked about the overturn of Roe v. Wade. So, needless to say, like, those brain-dead people over there somehow have mustered up the will to talk about this too. Okay, so that's how you know. Like, the cat is out of the bag and we're going there. So, that's how you know it's such a touchstone right now of culture. Like, you have huge mainstream artists talking about it at their shows, singing. I mean, it's huge, you know, it's, it's everywhere, you know, you can't escape it. So I'm going to talk about what they're saying, my reactions to that. And by golly, here we go. Like Godspeed me, may the force be with us. Okay. So let me start off by saying my notes, by the way, today, like they are popping, like, you know, your sex life and pussies never will again. So let's just have that that and we are we're going to talk to a little bit about the undertones of like what this says about sexuality and our sexual culture like as a whole like stigmas around it all that right okay we're gonna get there people just hold your horses and like i said this on my ig stories but i'll uh, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but also like, I'm just going to put it out there now. Like all the women who Trump probably knocked up in his years who aborted. And now this dude is applauding it. Like the best thing since sliced bread, the overturned, like 
may like pull a slim shady like will the real trump you know <laughs> infidelity ladies please stand up thanks so okay with that said let's dive into this so this is obviously it's such a hot political issue and i just want to address that i know that it is it's so divisive this has been such a polarized topic in our country you know, from the beginning of time. I know that it is so nuanced. It is so unbelievably complex and complicated. Um, but I will say that just the basics, right? So if you didn't know, this was always kind of like shaky, risky business, right? Like Roe v. Wade and being in the hands of like a handful of Supreme Court justices. A lot of people on both sides are saying, what the people in power need to be held accountable, right? They should have codified this into law so that if this were to happen, we wouldn't be screwed without any abortion rights, right? Obviously it's up to state by state. And that's the other side of this argument, which is the whole thing Dave Portnoy talked about. Like we're so obsessed with like the constitution, the constitution, the constitution says this, right? And he's like, okay, but this was written by the same people who own slaves. So like, let's take a beat. I've thought that myself oftentimes. It's like, yes, we wanna like respect the legacy of our founding fathers. However, you know, it is not 1776, bitch. Like let's get up with the times, right? We evolve and we change. However, on the other side of that, the point of this is to put it in the hands of the people to vote and in the states, not in the hands of, like I said, a handful of, you know, Supreme Court justices, like that's what a democracy is, right? But that's, again, where it got effed up because it was never really put into law to secure it, right? And avoid this from happening should it be overturned. Like it would already have a backup plan, you know, no pun intended, and it would be good to go should this were to happen, but that never happened. So... It's really messed up because it's like both sides almost play to it. It's like both sides, you know, use it. I feel, and a lot of people on both sides are saying this to their advantage, right? Like Obama, I'm going to talk about what Michelle Obama tweeted, but like he was in power in the house and the set, like they were all when he was president Democrats. And he said at the time, I guess, you know, it wasn't a priority and he never codified it in a law. So now they're turning around being like, oh, this is such an outrage. Right. So people think like, okay, well, are you just kind of like using this to like dangle the bait and like toy with your base and pander to them as something to like, you know, rile them up, et cetera, instead of just like being for the people and passing it. Right. And obviously the right, like the small, the small extreme on the right uses this to their advantage to like do what we're seeing now. Right. Which is kind of like strip that right away and all this. So the point is both sides really play up to it um, in ways that to be honest, I don't even think reflect I actually know don't reflect how most people, including probably you actually feel. So before I get into like, I've read up on statistics and all this, before I get into all that, I'm going to obviously come at this from where I feel about it personally. I mean, I've hinted at it. I've spoken to it a little bit in past episodes, like when mandates were going on, when the court documents were first released. Um, and I'm by no means, by the way, like pretending to be an unbiased source, like nor am I ever on this show. So let's just get that shit straight. Like never am I like pulling a Chris Cuomo, like whipping my dick out and being like, I am an uh, here for the truth. Like, listen, I'm going to come at things from where I come at things. And yes, I try to see both sides, but 
my biases are there and they're living their best lives. Okay. So the way I see it is I'm obviously pro-choice, right? I am pro-choice within a reasonable amount of time, as I think most people are. I think, you know, for, you know, I think that the average norm is like 12 to 15 weeks, right? First trimester, maybe in a, a little bit of second trimester. I think that's totally fair, level-headed and reasonable. Now, of course, if you there, like in what world, if the mother is in danger of dying and we're still not going to abort, and, and risk her life. Like in what world that makes sense? I'll wait for that one. Okay. That is like lunacy to me, but of course the two common, like extreme examples that are more rare are rape and incest. Right. So, I mean that the, this to me, a lot like my show is common sense. Right. So the interesting thing is I feel like people are so hung up on this debate that we're going to talk about this after, but nobody talks about the actual repercussions or the fallout. And the reason that I am so passionate about this, as I was about another issue, if you remember that we're going to talk about when it comes to bodily autonomy and making the best medical decisions for your individual lifestyle, body choices and decision-making, right? But I feel like nowhere to be seen is the fallout of unwanted pregnancies. It's all in like this or that, like, you know, innocent life and my body, my choice and my uterus and all this, like another reason I'm so passionate about it. It's like, how can you for, what if somebody, you know, accidents happen. Okay. I'm not out here being like, you know, just get an abortion guys. Like have a good time with that. It's your backup plan. Like, you know, who even condom, like, no, I'm not saying that at all. And I, I know people who have had one. Thankfully I never have, thank God. And I can't imagine that kind of like brutal process and what that must feel like. Right. But what if somebody isn't like logistically or mentally or financially able. And that's what crushes me. The idea of some of these states, which I'm going to talk about, like how many states are already banning it and everything, you know, you would have to, the fact that a woman would have to travel to another state, what if they're living paycheck to paycheck and have no money and now have to get on a plane, this, that, or the other thing, or, or are forced to have a child, then what, then what, what happens in our, like nowhere to be seen is any of this, like you know, support, right? Or resources, like the foster care, education, are they just gonna be poor? Are they just gonna be left on the street? Like, that's what infuriates me. And that's why I'm so in favor of women being able to make that choice. Like, again, I just, you know, within reasonable bounds, I think that that is absolutely common sense and full transparency here. I actually have a relative who I, in my life was never able to meet. Um, who, you know, was in a similar circumstance, no money, poor, um, already had kids, couldn't afford more or didn't, you know, couldn't handle that, which is the thing that we hear about now all the time. I was just reading pieces about it earlier, right? Even like 25 year old girls who, you know, young women who are like, I already have two. I read one story about a woman, I'm diverting here a little bit, 
she had two kids. She had um, uh, postpartum uh, depression. And she was like, I never want to deal with that again. Lo and behold, accidentally gets pregnant. And now what, right? Like there's so many circumstances where it's just not okay. And I should believe it should be your choice. But this relative of mine um, was in a similar circumstance, already had kids, which that's another myth. People, the Candace Owens, like, girl, knock it off right now. I'm going to tell you her argument about all this and why people get abort abortions. But um, this relative of mine, she ended up basically having one that went wrong and passed away and I never met them. Right. So it's heart wrenching. And that's why I believe wholeheartedly in the access and the safety and the, and the support. And the truth is too, we are living in such wretched times. Like I have to drown my life savings to fill my gas, to like literally go to the dollar menu. And these people are expecting us to just like pump out unwanted. Like, do you know how expensive it is? I, I know a lot of you are parents, but to have children, like, I just feel like it, this whole thing just adds such unnecessary anxiety and stress in an already, you know, wretched time, right? Like when we have, we, we have enough. So and I laid this out to, um, if I didn't make it clear in the beginning, which I'm, I'm, I assume most of you know, but just in case. So I, I laid this out in my episode when the documents were first leaked by the Supreme Court. But basically what Roe v. Wade did was make it so that no state in the U.S. could ban abortions, right? People argue on the right that abortion was never in the original constitution. So when we talk about all that, that's why they're like, well, it's not a constitutional right. So let's leave it up to the states. So that's a perfect segue into where we're at now, right? So because it is state by state, it always was state by state, by the way, it's just that no one could ban it. So in some states, it was like, okay, it was, you're good up to 15 weeks. In some states, I think like New York and California, you're literally good up to like six to nine months, like all that, which I, I don't think that that's okay. Again, unless the mother is in danger um, or there's serious health problems, et cetera. But there are 13 states that have trigger laws which means that essentially they are going to ban or heavily restrict abortions, like in all circumstances, which Tennessee is one of them. And again, this is like, goes into what I was saying earlier, that abortion is never like a fallback backup plan. Like, Oh, if all this fails, I'll just get one. Right. But I made a joke on my Instagram, like I'm moving to Nashville. And so like, y'all better stay away from me. Like you can send me carrier pigeons. You can send me postcards. Don't blink at me. Don't look at me. Don't even breathe near me. Don't, I don't care. I don't care if your mailbox is next to mine in my apartment. I don't give a fuck. Like you're not coming near me. Right. And it all comes down to this, which is that anxiety, right, of God forbid, like that access and that support if anything should happen. So 13 have trigger laws. And then I think about half of the states already are saying that they would um, ban it, you know, and doctors, it's really bad. Like already I'm reading about how there are practitioners like whose appointments are canceled. Like, could you imagine, by the way? So for those of you who are like me and freelance and self-employed, is self-employed, we like have to go rogue, talk about solo dolo, right? And do our own insurance. Like we don't have it through a company. I don't know about you guys, but like when I know my insurance is running up for like that cycle, I am like stressed the F out. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go do this. I have to get this cavity filled. I have to get that. Like it is stressful. Could you imagine having an abortion plan and then the, planned and then this just happened and then they cancel your appointment? 
Like that's what I'm talking about with the anxiety and stress. It's just unacceptable. So yeah, they're saying doctors could like lose their license. It's really bad. Right. So, and that's what scares me too, about what happened in my own family. It's like the, the things people will still do and the bootleg unsafe um, measures they will take. And I just don't think that that's right. Like, again, I just think it's unnecessary. Now I know on the right, it's, you know, based in religious beliefs. So we're going to talk about that, but that's where we're at. Now let's talk about the percentages really quickly before I get into the like blatant hypocrisies here, which like, you know, is my game. Okay. You know, is my Olympic sports calling this shit out. Cause really it's, it's really bothering me. Cause I'm, and you guys know I've taken a hot minute. Cause I, I feel like sometimes with episodes, I get like really emotionally invested and I'm just like, blah, 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 and I want to just talk right away. And with this, I was like, okay, like Let's just take a beat here. I wanted to soak it all in. I wanted to see how it played out. I wanted to see what everyone was saying. So um, that's where we're at. So, okay. Um, yes. And again, like I said, if this is not totally like picture perfect, I don't rehearse this. Like I write down notes. I just go and, you know, kind of base it off that. And like, I'm talking to you in person and we're having a conversation. So if I misstep or if I'm not totally important or if I forget something, forgive me. Okay. Or don't, but that's on you. It's too bad or sir. Okay. So the percentages really quickly. So here's what's crazy about this whole thing is that most of Americans are in the same boat I am. And as I'm sure a lot of you are like abortion should be legal and reasonable terms. Like I read a ton of studies, the statistics, and you would see anywhere between like 80 to 87% are like, yeah, like reasonable first trimester, this or that. That's the other thing. Some states are like, okay, you can only get one three hours after you get pregnant. And it's like, well, that's helpful, governor, like, you know, nothing. Thanks. Like, are you joking me? Who, who even knows that they're pregnant that soon, right? Like even after a month. So that's ridiculous. But um, you're going to see, and then the two extremes, right? Like, you have the extreme side that are like no abortion ever. I don't care if it's rape, which could you imagine the cruelty of someone having to carry like a rape victim, carrying that child to like birth, um, incest, like nothing. Right. And then you have the other side, which again, I think is extreme and literally like up till the moment of birth, like nine months, like that's it will kill, you know? So those are very, very small, but loud extremes. Like I want to say like maybe 5% each, but here's what's interesting because I feel like, and these are all coming from a Pew study in May that was like very, like very, very thorough, um, very comprehensive and good. So I feel like a common, we're going to talk about this with the celebs, right? So I feel like a common misconception is the idea of like, Maybe it is or isn't. I mean, I don't really know, but the idea of like men making rules for women's bodies and a big argument that's coming out of this is like, I've seen it everywhere from celebrities, from people on the internet that it's like, oh, like women, since we can't make this choice for ourselves, like we're not as important as men. Like they don't see us as important to where we can make this decision. And I just think we should take a beat and actually look at that because, so this study found um, obviously women are more likely to support abortion. This study was done in May. Okay. It, they're more likely to support a uh, support abortion, uh, than men, but not by that much. 62% of females, uh, support abortion were 56% of men. Okay. But this is interesting too. So then there was a poll of who should have a, like, should women have a greater say? 
when it comes to their bodies. Now, if we were in this truly like handmaid's tale society, you would think that it would be 0% of men, like 0% of men would be like, fuck no, women shouldn't have more of a say, like, go make me a sandwich, bitch, right? Like, that's not the case. So 60% of women say that they should have a greater say and 51% of men think that women should have a greater say. So again, like pretty close margins there. And that's the other thing too, right? So if we were in that kind of dystopian society, I know a lot of us feel like we're heading there, but just like think critically about this and take a step back and like breathe, you know, like my nipples are today. Like you've been warm, by the way, I've talked about it in previous apps. So step to it, people, they're, they're chilling. Um, free our, free our bodies, our choices, and you know, our nips to a degree. Hey, why not? So um, this is interesting too, right? If you, if we really were in that kind of culture, um, you would think that, you know, like a hundred, 90% of men would be like, only men should have the say. So again, small, small, extreme, um, minority 3% of people say men should have more say in abortion decision-making. So that just gives you some perspective, but perhaps the most eye-opening that isn't ever discussed, right? Because out of the Supreme Court justices who voted to overturn, only one uh, was a woman. So actually though, women are more, again, very tight margins, but women are actually on the whole more likely to support illegal, no exceptions, illegal abortions all around. 9% of women support illegal abortion all around, whereas only 8% of men. So that, that I think is really interesting. That's something to think about. Um, and we're going to talk about that later with celebrities. Okay. So let's get into like, now that we've established all of that, uh, yes, like I said, I'm as brain dead as y'all. Once I finish this episode, like hand me a funnel. Okay, please. And like a four loco, even that's how, that's how desperate I will be. Like, remember those, um, Okay, the the hypocrisies. So this is something that really bugs me because I see people on both sides of the aisle and they seem like they have their blinders on so much. I'm not just, again, I'm not a political expert. So I'm not talking about this governor, that governor. I'm talking about like mainstream, you know, social pop culture, like commentators, you know, all around, right? So I just want to poke at and look at, like poke at like, look at the holes in the argument, uh, God, that there was no puns to be intended there, um, of the right. Okay. And it drives me nuts because the right, you know, the politics, the Candace Owens, like all these people will argue, like their big argument is like protect innocent lives, you know, and I get it. Like for them, it's a religious thing. It's a Catholic thing for them you know, a human life is at the moment of conception, right? That's a whole other debate. Like, is it once you hear a heartbeat? Is it this, is that? That's why this issue is so complex. But I, it just grinds my gears when I see this because it's like protect innocent lives. Like, where is this energy when kids are getting slaughtered in broad daylight in a school? Like, give me a break. And I just want to veer off really quickly on the gun debate. So you know, again, not an expert, but you know, I had Amber Ybarra on my show, whose cousin, Eva uh, Morales was one of the teachers killed in Uvalde. And she and I talked about this. And we talked about how, like in this society, and I, I believe this, I truly believe this, like, 
Yes, we have an obsession. I never said that I didn't think guns were a part of the issue in their access, right? And our obsession with like guns and violence. But I do think, and she and I both said this, that there's something really like sad and sinister underneath um, of how like sick um, our culture has become, right? So with that said, you saw the right when all this started going down with Uvalde, like having a scrambling, okay? Like- they were, they were playing, you know, Red Rover on the kindergarten, like they were playing hot lava game in kindergarten, like scrambling, being like, they're trying to take our guns, da, 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 this and that. Right. And no one said that. And they, I just, I feel like, again, where is this, if you're all about protecting innocent lives, like, where is this energy for them? And instead, all I saw from these people were pointing fingers and placing blame and saying things like school shootings are such a rare and small amount of gun violence like where they'd be like where's all the energy for you know all the gun violence in inner cities like because their whole thing is that this these rare you know these rare and 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 sick individuals and even like irresponsible people in like in inner cities right they're like they don't reflect responsible gun owners so don't punish all of us right all this but again, I'm like, I don't see anything from you guys about how we could help with what's going on. If anything, they're like more guns, more guns, like give teachers guns, da, 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 all this. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Like, what about resources or how to like cut the snake from the head or how to make this go away? Like it was all like, they want to take our guns, you know, finger pointing and, and I feel like diverting, you know, emphasis away on what was really going on. And that really bugged the shit out of me. Now, when it comes to like a lot of people too, will say like, you see it in protests, you see celebrities saying this, right? They'll be like, why do guns in this country have more rights than my uterus? And I think that there is like, with all this being said, what I just said, I feel like that there is truth in that, right? Like, even after everything that happened in Uvalde, I saw things of laws being passed in other states, like you can openly carry a gun and this and that. And, you know, I just think that it's, it's bonkers. It's like, again, be about something. If you're about protecting innocent lives, like help get to the core of this instead of just being so obsessed. Again, no one's trying to take all your guns away. Right. And that's like a whole other debate in and of itself. Like I've argued, even in that episode with Amber, that it's so much more than just, um, like, a gun. I think that there's so much more going on there. Right. But then you have people arguing like we, again, it's that constitution thing, like the second amendment and, and guns, because like what happens when the only people left with guns are the government and cops. And then we as citizens don't have any, right? Like not a good look, not a good deal, but you know, all that. And like, it's like, where's the nuance too? even like with the school shootings, it's like, they just panic being like, oh, they're trying to take your guns away. Like, let's get more instead of being like, no, you know what? Like even the whole thing, like I saw that they raised the age to buy a gun from 18 to 21. This is what I meant when I was talking to Amber. It's like, this is a bunch of band-aid solutions. Like, first of all, what's going to change in three years, right? Connor more um, politically homeless. He was, we were on each other's shows. He had a great episode on this and he's like, why don't you make it 25 by then someone's bound to have a criminal record their brains are fully developed like things like that right more like assessments men mental health assessments all this stuff and i know it's again it's like an issue within an issue it's like very complicated and people will argue too that 
things like say the Uvalde shooter, like things were in effect, like background checks and holding periods and all this. And like, that doesn't work. Like people are still sick and are going to do what they're going to do. You know, it's just, it's very complex and layered and I get it, but I just wish like, you know, it's just frustrating. It's like, again, if you're going to be about something and protecting innocent lives, like look at it from all sides, not just like when it comes to this one issue of abortion, right? And be blinded to it in another way. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's incredibly frustrating, honestly. Okay, so let's also, before we move to the left's hypocrisies, let's quickly talk about how the right, like on a social level, kind of vilifies the idea of aborting or women making their own choice. I saw this one, I don't know if it was a politician or a commentator. It was, it was when the documents were released a couple of months ago on the right. And they literally had the audacity to be like, you know, the left only says like, they encourage it. Like they only say that you're a woman if you get an abortion and if you want to get one. And it's like, again, who, who in their right mind, like who on God's green earth would be like, yeah, this is logic. That makes sense. Like this is what I mean. Both sides just like pander to their base and are so extreme and half the time don't even make any sense. It's like, how could you even say that? Like who in their right mind would actually want to go through this process? Like who is like, I would love to go do this today. Do you know how like emotionally scarring? And I'm sure some of you listening have probably had one and you can attest to this, like how emotionally scarring that is. So that's so stupid to say. Now, I watched Candace Owens, like as usual, because, you know, the grifter over here, I always have to see what she has to say about things. And like, don't get me wrong. I've said this before, but I agree with a lot of things she says. Some things are like, I feel she dives deep to where people won't go or, you know, where people are ignorant and it's interesting. But sometimes I'm like, you literally don't even know what you're talking about here. And I feel like this plays into the whole idea of the right. So her whole thing is she, this part I actually thought was interesting. She talks about Planned Parenthood's racial uh, beginnings and how the woman who founded Planned Parenthood was basically trying to eradicate like, you know, the black race, right? By like encouraging them to like abort their children and all this. And now we know that minority communities are disproportionately affected by this because they don't have the access and the means or the finances and all this, right? Like it's just a mess. So that part I, I, I agree was interesting. I'm like, hi, I know that. Cause she's talking about Lizzo and all these people supporting Planned Parenthood. And she's like, okay, but do you even know the origins? And she even shows the receipts of like, you know, what Planned Parenthood was about originally and all this stuff. But on the other end of it, this is what I mean about the social side. It's like, it's just so out of touch. She talks about how most, and she says it like it's fact, but she talks about how most people, a family member of hers, you know, young girls get abortions, not because they really want to, but because they feel pressured by their friends and their families. And that womanhood will like soften you like nothing else. Right. And that's just such bullshit. Like, are you joking me again? The amount of women who are already mothers, I think it's like 60% and then decide to get an abortion. And it's like, of course, motherhood softens you and is probably the best fucking experience, you know, while you're a human. But when you're ready, not when you're, you know, it'll ruin your life or you can't pursue school or you're living paycheck to paycheck or you don't know how you'll feed this baby. Like, just give me a break. So I just feel like it's such an unrealistic blanket statement. There are so many other (laughs) more value, you know, more valid reasons why people would actually get one. So knock it off with that. And then the last most blatant hypocrisy on the right, right, is the whole my body, my choice thing. I mean, 
this is where I've been consistent. Like, you know, and this is what I'm about to get into and people on the left don't like hearing this. Right. But it's like, these are the people who were all about like freedom. You're not putting a vaccine in me when they were doing the mandates, like making an individual choice for your body. What's best, right? Like losing their minds. But with this, it's somehow like, no, 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 no. Like you're forced to do this. That is just doesn't add up to me. And again, I know the reasons are so much more like deep and complicated, but I just don't understand like how they don't see that. And I hate to say this, but this is where I'm going to get into the hypocrisy in the left before I get into celebrities over here. Like people don't like to hear this on the left because they think that the vax mandates and abortion are apples to oranges, right? They'll be like, well, the vax mandates were, you know, a public, you know, safety crisis and an abortion is a private thing. It doesn't affect anybody, right? Like it's you and your body and, you know, your partner perhaps and, like the fetus, right? That's it. But I just call bullshit on that. I'm sorry. Like, I think that they are so much more alike than you think, like whether you like it or not. Okay. Say I decide to not get a vaccine when they were mandating. And let's not forget, these are the same people who literally drove a wedge into society forcing these vaccines. People were getting fired from their jobs. They were getting kicked off of teams of schools. I saw a story about a young kid, I think elementary school, maybe middle school, who literally died by suicide because he wasn't vaccinated and he was mocked and made fun of. Like, this is what they did, right? So say that I make the choice to not get a vaccine, right? Cause their whole thing was like, it's for the good. So you don't kill a grandma. You don't kill this person, right? You don't kill an innocent life, right? Say I choose not to get the vaccine and then I have COVID and I go out and I potentially kill somebody, right? Potentially kill somebody. Well, guess what? Again, this is coming from somebody who's pro-choice. If you're going to have an abortion, that is killing a life. So for people who are like, no, it's not the same thing. It's like they justify one and not the other. It drives me insane. It's like, again, I've said it from the beginning, like either you're for bodily choice and autonomy or you're not. And it's like people, the right does it too. Oh, no vaccines, da, da, da. But then when abortion, it gets washed away. Like both sides only see it when they want to see it. And it drives me nuts. And the sad thing is, again, I think most people actually are level-headed and sane. It makes sense. Um, welcome to the common sense club that um, actually, you know, fall in the middle. So the point is like both, like they weaponize this, they pander to their base. And again, neither talk about the repercussions. Okay. I don't hear anybody. Let's look at this. I don't hear anybody on the right talking about what happens after the fact. I don't see them talking about foster care. I don't see any talking about money. I don't see any talking about school, nothing. And the same thing was on the left. They hush hush any bad story about a coat, about like a potential, like vaccine outcome or side effect, or this person had an adverse reaction or what could happen down the line. No, they just swept that under the rug and both sides do this. And it drives me nuts. Like they sweep away the negative, you know, like you romanticize your ex-boyfriend who just dumped you, you know, you romanticize the bad or ignore it and only play up to the good. And they both need to knock it off because neither are realistic. So I'm going to leave this section with this. Um, Again, Connor, I'm Connor, if you're listening, I'm like, you know, 
You're my, you're my muse and my inspo today, my friend, but he said it perfect. Okay. I'm going to leave it at this. He said, if you're pro-life, you're not pro-freedom. And if you're pro-mandates, you're not pro-choice. Boom. That's it. Period. I thought that captured it perfectly. Now I'm really leaving you with the bait today before we get to the celebs. I know that's what you guys probably want to hear. You're like, lady, I've heard it with the politics, sis, like, nah, leave it to AOC crying in her closet somewhere. Uh, like, you know, something, it's what I joked about in the beginning of the show, right? Like, good luck ever having sex again. But it's kind of true. Like, the idea of our social view of sex and the stigma there. So it's kind of what I said earlier. Like, even when I made the joke about like, I'm moving to Nashville and in Tennessee, it looks like it's going to be banned, which scares the shit out of me. Cause again, just a safety net. Like you never know, right. To have that access and support and like lifeline, God forbid. I was like, no, right. Like no one come near me. And it's funny because when I posted that, I was like, does this make me kind of like seem like a hoe? Like, that's literally what I was thinking. And it's so funny. Cause as you guys know, like my sex life is like all of the nuns time zero, right? Like I'm not a person who sleeps around by any means, but that's what it has us thinking. And I almost feel like that comes from the right where they like villainize again or like demonize like, oh, you have to get this or the Candace Owens things. Like why don't, what you're pressured? Why don't you want to be a mother? It softens you all this. And it's what I said earlier. It's like, again, like the hypocrisies all around, like, you know, not to get again into the weeds, but like Trump appointed these justices who he knew were going to vote this way. And now that it happened, he's like, this is a great day. And I am just like, sir, when you were climbing the ladder as this like tycoon millionaire, you are trying to tell me that you didn't knock up at least like five models that you probably had sign an NDA and get abortions. And now suddenly you're doing a parade in the street. Like, give me a break. People are also saying that about his daughter, like Ivanka. I don't know, like if his other, I don't know. I don't know their personal life, but you're trying to tell me, like, I guess one of her friends was like, one of Ivanka Trump's friends was like saying how in high school she took her to get one. Like, it's all just like, give me a break. Right. But again, it's that idea too, that it is that sort of safety net. And it's like, we are, we are gasping for air here. Like we have like lost our will to live. You know, it has never been more divided. Inflation is through the roof. No one can afford dick. And it's like the only reprieve we have is maybe getting it on a little bit. And even that now it's like, don't you guys feel? I'm like, no one touched me. Like, don't even, don't know. Not trying to have it, pal. Sorry, sorry about it. Like, it's not gonna happen because now it's, it's real. It's really real. And again, I'm gonna say it for the like 11th time. It's not like anybody wants to do this. It's not like anyone's like, oh, I have this as a backup plan, no worries. But I'm saying like in the back of our minds, we always knew God forbid that it was there, right? So what is it gonna do to us? I don't know, but dudes, all I have to say is good luck getting laid. Now for the grand finale, I'm running over my time, but that's okay because I feel like there was a lot going on here is um, celebrities and how they are feeling about all this. So I'm going to start first with like two polar opposite people, because I think it's, it's so interesting and it just shows you how divided we are. But I also have to say, like, I respect them both like being about it and not stepping down. So first I was shocked by this because I never like, I don't know. I just like, I never agree with the bitch, but like, and I don't agree with her here, but not in the way I would think. Like, I just was really surprised she said this because she's like such a usually like 
far, far like left progressive person. So Sonny Hostin on The View said that literally most of her opinions, I'm like, what even acid trip did I just take? Like what's going on? But she actually said because of her religion, she doesn't believe in any abortion ever, period. She doesn't care if it's incest. She doesn't care if it's rape. Like it's not going to happen. And again, I was really surprised, but here's what's like a twist. And I think this says a lot too. She talks about how with that said, she doesn't support what just happened because she feels that these Supreme Court justices voted based off of their like religious beliefs and personal opinions and how that's not okay. Like if you're making laws, it needs to be objective. It needs to be best for the people um, and serving the people most again. Right. And it's also like the majority of people in this country believe that there should be some access within reasonable bounds. Like, why are we seeing what's going on here? Like it's nuts, but that was interesting too, because it is happening. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was recently, I guess, a football coach who the Supreme court, um, supported for like praying on the field, like something like that. Right. So it's just interesting because it's like freedom of religion. Yes. But we don't need to be like having our law. Like there's so many different, it's the melting pot, right? There's so many religions here. We don't need our lives and rules and laws based on religion. Like that's nuts. Um, so now on the other end of that is Jody Sweeten. So Jody Sweeten, I've actually have interviewed her. She was in full house and it's pretty like, it's pretty awful because she is on the other end of it. She's like out in LA on the 101 and all black with a megaphone, like protesting what just happened. And there's a video of her getting straight up, like shoved out of nowhere, literally for no zero reason whatsoever by an LAPD policeman, like on the freeway, literally like makes her like hat fly off. She flies onto her knees, whatever. And um, I like what she said though. Again, this is where they had her on E and I was like, E the, uh, they're coming over here with the dissertation. We didn't know we needed, but okay. Um, she, but I like how she framed it. Like every time they asked, like, are you okay? Are you okay? She was like, I don't want to make this about me. Like, this isn't about, I'm fine. Like I got up and kept rallying. Like it's all good. But like, I want to be about this thing, you know, I want to like make an impact and like have it matter for people who need it. So I thought that that was, you know, I thought that that was really cool. And I will say like, I often joke about like the whole bra burning, um, you know, feminist thing and all that. And, you know, I covered the L- the LA Women's March one year. I played interviews on my show before. Like I interviewed Kat Sadler, speaking of E, the correspondent who was fresh out of quitting because of like, she wasn't getting paid right. It just like, wasn't cool. Um, Rachel Platten, the singer, I interviewed her about like the power of the pussy. And she's like, yeah, my pussy's powerful because my man enjoys it. I'm like, yes, bitch. That's a vibe. But I will say like, even then, like now I don't know with everything going so like wonky far woke, but it is like a powerful, cool experience, right? Like being part of that and being, you know, amidst something like that. And that's why I think something like this, like not to be dramatic, a lot of women are like, what a dark day and all this, but you know, it is unfortunate because it does feel like, you know, the power that women have of our our lives and our choices, it does feel like infringed upon. Right. So, and like stepped on, like step off of our gown, that idea. So, um, so yeah, I get it from that point of view. Now let's just talk about some others who spoke up. So these, before I get into the ones who are really hypocritical and drive me nuts, 
um, Billy Joe Armstrong. He is the lead singer of Green Day. He was like, I am going to renounce my citizenship as a U.S. You know, citizen. And by the way, when I talk about these celebrities, when I get to the end, I'm going to say on the whole, like how I feel about them speaking up. Right. And like, you know, where I stand on that from a bird's eye point of view, but it's funny. Cause he, I was like, is he Canadian? Like, where's this guy from? And apparently he's from Oakland, California, but there you go. Exercising his first amendment. Right. Then you had pink who tweeted, you know, don't listen to my music. If you support the overturning of Roe v. Wade and fuck right off. Uh, Halsey, this was a big story because Halsey was in a concert and she had all these like she had these like this red these huge red screens with like white and black writing being like here's what you can do and like basically like a handmaid's tale type messaging right and she's talking about it on the microphone like if you're approached life like blah blah and I guess a lot of people actually ended up um like walking out and leaving the show when she said that and it's kind of that argument of like can you just entertain us and not be preaching your stuff um so that's interesting. And she ended up tweeting after like, that's the downside of outdoor venues is that like, there's no door to hit you on the way out, basically being like, ta-ta, bye. And she made a, you know, she made a comment that I thought was interesting. And she was like, if you can't like think critically enough to realize that the rhetoric of music is gonna have some sort of like social message and isn't just escapism, then like bug off, right? So. You know, I think that there's some truth in that, right? And I talk on the show a lot about like, where's the line of them preaching and also like giving their opinion and their point of view. And it's it's even something I talked about like with what's going on with Ukraine and their president and Zelensky. It's like the guy was an actor and is now like mobilizing a whole nation, right? Like to remain a, you know, democracy in a war. But as much as we hate celebrities, you know, preaching. And trust me, there are so many times where I'm like, get a grip on yourself. There is something to be said about how they are where they are for a reason, how they can like capture the human experience or spirit um, through their art for a reason. Right. So, and like reflect it back in a way. So that's something to think about. Um, Danny DeVito tweeted, you know, my interaction with Danny, <laughs> Danny moment. This is very Danny DeVito. He said, Supreme court, my ass. <clears throat> This is interesting too. So Megan the Stallion posted uh, like a slide on her Instagram feed. This is again, like, this is a good segue into my last section about like the celebrities who are hypocritical, like what I was talking about earlier, um, because she said that this gives the government ability to control our bodies and our true free and our freedom. I need everybody in the audience right now to say my body, my motherfucking choice. And again, it's like, this is exactly though how I feel and felt about mandates and putting a, a force, you know, medicine that was like very new at the time. We still don't know in your bodies, you know, where was this energy from them then? If anything, it was reprimanded, what I'm going to talk about in a second. And she also says, again, playing into that thing that like, we're going to, this is all the fault of men and we're going to let them control us. And as I kind of laid out earlier, oddly enough, even though it's by a tiny bit, women are actually more in, fagal, in favor of uh, illegal abortions than men. So now the hypocrisies. So let's first, before I talk about Olivia Rodrigo, because like you're going to fall off your seat, this is really interesting. So Michelle Obama posted this literally like talk about dissertation, right? Like your college, your college thesis is shaking like in your attic. 
Michelle Obama wrote this whole thing about how horrifying this is, how like young girls like it'll ruin their lives and how we're going backwards 50 years. Cause Roe v. Wade, by the way, was 1973, right? People on both sides of the aisle, this is the hypocrisy. They're like, your husband was in office, had democratic, like majority leaders in our government who could have solidified and codified this. And it's something he said he would do and never did. And it just was said to be not a priority. So now you're going to turn around and say how awful this is. Like, are you serious? Like, this is where people don't look at it deeply or critically enough. It's like, are you joking me? Like when I read that, I was like, you have to be kidding me. Right. Um, and I'm not saying this is all Obama's fault. I'm just saying like, it's just a piece of the pup the piece of the puzzle, right? Like a crumble of the cookie. And what's even like a step further is that Taylor Swift reposted that in a tweet and then tweeted her own thing about how women's rights are being stripped away and how, you know, it's disgusting. So I just thought that was really interesting. It's like, look at the source, sweetheart, look at the source. So also Olivia Rodrigo, like, yeah, girl over here. This, this is like Lizzo in my last episode with Nick Hamilton. It's like, you got to separate the artists from their antics, right? To actually like enjoy the entertainment sometimes. But uh, Olivia Rodrigo, similar to the Halsey or Megan the Stallion, actually, because when Megan the Stallion also, uh, besides her Instagram post, she was, there's video of her like at a show with looks like like thousands of people, right? Like rallying them up about this, saying that it's not okay. Olivia Rodrigo, same thing. So she has people on the stage giving the middle finger. Um, and she's like, this is to all the justices who don't give a shit about our freedom. I wanted to dedicate this next song to the five members of the Supreme Court who've showed us that at the end of the day, they truly don't give a shit about freedom. We hate you. Um, I think she tweeted about it and she's literally riling up like thousands and thousands of people. And all I have to say to that again, I know that people on the left don't like hearing this, but too bad. Like again, where was this energy bitch when you were literally in the White House giving Joe Biden and Fauci a simultaneous lap dance, okay? talking about why everybody, especially her age, needed to get vaccines, which as we know now, like the chances are so rare, they'll be fine. And they're like, no, young kids, especially them, like need to get this literally. She did a video with Biden, with Fauci in the White House, um, talking about this. And the twist is, so here she is at her show to thousands of people talking about, um, they don't give these justices not giving a shit about like our bodies and our freedom. And I don't know if you know this, probably not, but there was an instance, I believe it was last year where a man burned like $3,500 worth of Olivia Rodrigo tickets because she had vax mandates at her shows. So it's like, let's talk about freedom, shall we? But it's like, no, we're getting, like, that's what I mean. It's like, be about it or don't and stop trying to splice up and say it's not the same thing when it's wildly similar, you know, in a lot of ways to choice for yourself that could or could not kill another being, period. Like stop pretending it's something that it's not. So how's that for freedom? And lastly, I mean, we saw it on the whole, right? Like we saw like Nicki Minaj get flack when she questioned, um, like on the flip side of this, right? When there were celebrities and high profile people who questioned vaccines and mandates and all this, again, choices, medical decisions for your individual self. Um, Nicki Minaj was like completely dragged, scrutinized. She got a lot of support, right? But she was like mostly criticized by the public 
you know, court of opinion. Letitia Wright from Black Panther, same thing. There was like all this hoopla about her being anti-vax and potentially not returning to the sequel set because Disney had mandates on set, um, which provides, you know, contention between like the actor and the big conglomerate, like a, like a Marvel, right? Or the big entity. Another one was Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers in the NFL, he also was like, what is this hogwash? Like what's going on? Like the NFL find him. Um, Same thing, right? Like these big, big corporations will kind of like give them a slap on the wrist or make them look bad or find them or whatever it is or denounce them, right? Um, For essentially in my mind, what is like the freedom to think and decide and choose medical decisions um that are safe and for yourself yet now it's applauded like that's the bottom line right so be consistent so my friends my folks my fellow nipple holders um these are my last couple takeaways that was it i went a little longer it's funny because i wanted to get through this episode and (laughs) fast and it ended up being much longer than I wanted, but there was a lot there. So I'm glad, obviously you can tell I've been like thinking about this. So there was a lot to unpack, but it's funny. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be an in and out, like one and done. Um, again, no pun intended, but you know, there was a lot here. So here are some takeaways, right? Um, I would just say be weary again, like with the Megan the Stallion, all these people saying, you know, men in this country think that they're more important than us, that they should have more rights than us, because we don't have, you know, access guaranteed, um, you know, legally for this right um, everywhere in this, which also shows how bonkers and divided we are literally 50-50, right, uh, this issue. But um, I would be, I would I would think twice about that because again, like when you think about when you, I try to put myself in the shoes of someone else, say there's a man who's pro-life. I don't know that they're necessarily being like, this woman has to do what I say, or that they're legitimately standing up for like the chance of a life to be given just that, right. And to be born and to be given a shot and to be given a go. Right. So I don't know that it's necessary. And what I said earlier about how women are more likely to vote to um, illegal abortions than men. So all that goes to say, just that's something to think about when you see that pop up, because you will see that pop up a lot. Um, Also the idea of like, kind of what I was talking about earlier, like opinions and faith being conflated with like law and order and rule and also like medical um, access and safety, like, and choice. Right. So like, that's something to think about is like, you know, separating those two. Um, I know I said I would talk, you know, on the whole about celebrities saying all these things and performing at their shows and having fans walk out. Like it is a really explosive time. You're literally having, you know, celebrities and artists and performers to thousands of people in a crowd saying, you know, fuck you to the Supreme Court, right? Fans walking out. Like it is just a hot button topic. And on the whole, I just want to say, you know, whether I agree, whether I don't, you know, whatever it is, I mean, good for them because we are in a place where you have that first amendment, right? And I like to see it. I love to see it. Like 
I like to see that we are in a place where you can take to the streets and protest. You can be on a stage in front of thousands of people and be like, fuck you to the government and then go on with your day. Like, yes, you might get some flack on social media, but I've said this before, like, let's put our priorities in check. Like there are other countries where literally you would be like beheaded and or imprisoned. And I'm not even joking. Right. So I just like that we are in a place. I mean, I love that we are in a place where I can actually see that unfold and happen. I think that that is a really great thing. Like granted the situation is not ideal. Um, it's not, again, are we having fun yet? Like probably not, but you know, I like to see that at least in the process, this we're in a place where we can, um, have a say in this can happen. And at the end of the day, like I want women to not feel deflated. Like at the end of the day, you know, again, the whole point in theory is that this is supposed to be a democratic process and go to the state. So we vote, we vote for the people who, um, will carry the laws out, right. How we want. So you know, and we'll, and hopefully we will do that. So I don't want people to be discouraged and actually be encouraged, try to see the bright side, the glass half full, that we are in a democracy where we can like speak our mind, you know? And last but not least, I've talked about this a lot before. I've talked about it a lot in this episode, but I really want to drive the point home, like for both sides, you know, celebrity or not left, right, try to get out of your own box, try to get it. Cause I know, I see it. I see how they're like, well, no, this type of bodily choice is not like that. And my body, my choice is not the same as that one. And the way I see it is either you're for bodily autonomy, either you're for choices for your body, your own, not the government to say, right. With of course, some like limitations and, you know, boundaries here, but your own, no one else is like, either you're for it or you're not, period. So with that said, I hope this gave you guys a little something to, you know, to, to, to think about, see it in a different way, get out of your box, see different views of it, and also have a little hope at the end of the day, because honestly, besides hopefully a lot of tequila that I will have after this, what else do we have?